Thinking Wisely About Technology on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, we have with us John Lehman, who's a pastor of member care and missions at Hampton Park Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. He also serves not only his church there in member care, but he serves with ACBC as a member and a fellow And we're so grateful for John and his ministry there. He and his wife, Susie, have four married children and eight grandchildren. So uh, we're so thankful for John and and his ministry there at Hampton Park and the way in which he serves us as well. Well, this week, Taryn DeFevers, our communications coordinator, was able to sit down with John and to discuss this often very difficult and dicey issue of technology. How, How do we use it? How do we employ it? Is this a good thing? Is it a blessing or a curse? Is it a raging beast or can it be tamed? We have these questions all the time about technology. Is it useful for good or is it something that only tears down? Uh, John's going to help us to understand this from a biblical perspective and to think about this subject wisely. So, Taryn, thank you for uh, sitting down with John and, and helping us listen in on this. Today we're going to talk about technology and whether technology is a raging or tamed beast. And with me, I have John Lehman, and we're so glad that you are here. Thank you very much. And if I can, I'll just expound on why that title came about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, uh, of course, been familiar with farming, been familiar with cowboys, and a stallion who's broken is very valuable. But a stallion that is not tamed is worthless. And therefore, I thought that idea with our technology, our phones, our, our iPods, iPads, whatever we have, if we don't control them, they're really dangerous. But mm-hmm. if we control them, they're really valuable. Mm-hmm. So technology is such a relevant topic. Everyone's got a piece of technology basically in their back pocket as we as we speak or on, they're in a, in a car listening to this. And so we all interact with technology. So would you just expound a little bit about, we know it's relevant. Why do you see it's such a, a relevant issue for us to talk about today on a biblical counseling podcast? Sure. And the, the topic of that is definitely not how to be, <laughs> how to teach you to do spreadsheets or how to do anything that way. It's really to help us as Christian leaders, as parents, pastors, whatever capacity role the Lord has us to be in control of our technology. And so our world, as you said, it's infiltrated with technology. You cannot get away from it. And so with that in mind, we want to make sure that we are harnessing and using it properly rather than letting it even get us distracted from what we're supposed to be doing. Sure, absolutely. So when you were preparing for the lecture that you gave at our annual conference in 2019, mm-hmm. you um, you mentioned that this was something that was was personal yeah. for you in your in your study. So what are what are some of the ways that you've learned as you as you've thought through technology about your own your own heart response, how to how to think biblically about the use of technology in your own life? Sure. So I'm old enough to know what it was like to have a landline and then I was uh around when suddenly they came up with pagers. And I thought that was like really cool. I can know somebody needs me to call them, you know, and because I don't carry any any device. And then, of course, we went from pagers to those flip phones or the type that are just, you know, have so many minutes available per month. And uh, so you were very careful in how you use that. 
And then all of a sudden went from that to the smartphone to unlimited everything. And that really, I think, is what, where I am and was. And because of that, I was uh, on a, I have to use the word, I was on a leash, an electronic leash that I would almost find myself, um, in some people's minds, they really thought I was very efficient and on top of it because I was kind of like all day long. Anytime a text came, man, I was the, one of the first ones to respond in the text. And all of a sudden I'd see an email come through. I was sending email responses. And then I started realizing that that device was controlling me rather than the other way around. So it was a raging beast. And uh, instead of making sure that I was uh, focusing my time on the people that I'm ministering to, uh, family, wife, uh, counselors, counselees, uh, people even I'm on the phone with and I see a text come through, if I wasn't careful, I was finding myself distracted and, oh, I'll just do multitasking now. And then multitasking means you don't do either one of them very well. And so I began, you know, almost being convicted by this thought. And so when I had the privilege of con being considered for, for kind of a lecture here at, at, the, at the conference, I thought, well, I'm going to do one that I need to work on myself. So some of the thoughts that have come to me is I've decided that and we've started implementing this in our own in our own life as a as a couple as a family that I don't walk into the home on the phone that was something that was very easy to do oh I'll just take this call I'm in the car walk in the home and there's no more hi hun how are things how was the day oh sorry I'll be right with you I'm talking on the phone and so that began to really impact me and then the first 30 minutes I'm home that'd be the perfect time to get conversation started and maybe some, some planning. Next thing I know, uh, oh, excuse me, I need to take this text. I need to. And so I was either walking in the home with the phone on my, uh, I'm using the phone or I get home and I'm using the phone, texting or emailing. And, uh, I started letting it even be into our bedroom and have it, you know, charging and oh, I'll just check this before I go to sleep and then I'll wake up and I'll check that before I do anything else. And, uh, so I've kind of, uh, I guess I'd use the, the, the thought kind of come up with my own rules and I'd love to challenge any and all of you that are listening to not necessarily use these as your rules, but control your device. Don't let it be a raging beast, but let it be a tamed one. And one, so walking in the home, I'm off the phone. First 30 minutes I'm home, I don't look at the phone. Um, I charge and I leave my phone outside of our bedroom. So it's not once I am going in to, to settle for the night, then it's no longer part of my life. And then I don't allow the phone to interrupt anyone. So, you know, I, my illustration was I'm at, uh, 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 I guess I was going to say a JCPenney or a Walmart to go to customer service. And I'm in line. I've been waiting for three or four people. And I get up there to, to get my return. And all of a sudden, somebody calls. And I've been in line for four people. And the call takes priority over me. And I felt like, to me, I didn't really like that. And then I started realizing I'm doing that when I'm talking to someone. Say, oh, excuse me. Let me take this phone call. Oh, excuse me. Let me take this text. They are my priority, and I should not take that over. So I don't allow the phone to interrupt anyone, even though I'm so tempted, like, oh, this person might not be available if I don't take this right now. I just simply control my beast, wait, and then I'll try calling them back. And even texting or calling, I try to make that my... So those are my new rules that I believe will, will guide me for a long time, and I believe it's helping already. John, those are all really practical mm -hmm. tips and... and frameworks that you've built into your family. And I think people will really be appreciative of those as they think through applying those principles in their own, 
hmm. in their own life. As Christians, there there's a reason why we would even talk about this topic and a reason that we would even be wanting to put those structures in our place. And that is that we do want to honor the Lord, glorify God with our lives. We want to love him. We want to love other people. And one of the things that can get in the way of doing that is our phones. Hmm, it's true. And uh, I think that's a lot of what is behind what you're saying. And is this a tamed yeah. thing or is this a raging beast in yeah. my life? And yeah. so would you just talk a little bit about how this technology relates to doing all things for the glory of God. Sure, sure. Well, I think one of the greatest opportunities we all have, of course, is to love God, love others. We, we hear that, we seek to do it, we believe we do it, uh, but if I'm not careful, I am going to find my self-worth in how many likes I get on Facebook, I'm going to find my self-worth on how many kudos I get on Strava, I'm going to find my self-worth on how many people respond to such and such a WhatsApp group message or, or a text group message. I want to see what people are thinking about me, all the while realizing my self-worth is not found in my electronics. It's found in my God. And so I'd love to encourage, as I did in the session, I'd love to encourage folks to let their theology and their technology be in the almost in the same sphere, to realize that, yes, technologically, I understand this phone works, maybe about as well as I understand how a car works. I turn on the phone, turn the key on and it goes, open my phone up and I, but I have, I'm, I'm really limitless in what I can find on this phone. Well, if I'm not careful, I let my technology override my theology and I'm not spending my time with my God. I'm not spending my time with meditating. I mean, it takes time to meditate. And uh, too often in our tech technological world, we, we speed read, we skim, we, we scan and then I start doing that with my Bible reading. I start doing that with, I, I become habitual and I really believe God wants me to meditate, you know, be still and know that I'm God. And about the only way I can be still and know that he's God is to get rid of my phone, get rid of appointments and just be still. And so it's easy to, to talk about. And I know it's uh, something that I believe the Lord will be honored through. And I'm just trusting that, that, what has changed in my life, I can even help others help technology and theology coincide. Mm -hmm. You're so right. Meditation in many ways is like a lost art mm -hmm. in, in the world that we live in. Yeah. And our phones can be a sign of that and yeah. that we can too easily be pleased yeah. instead of dwelling on the rich truths of who God is, his Amen. character, uh, praying to him. Yeah. Like even engaging in good spiritual disciplines, like your morning, your morning routine, how much yeah. of that could be your phone versus how much of that is in yes. prayer, how much of that is in scripture reading and meditation or even loving your family in the yeah. morning times. Thank Thanks you. for sharing, John. Well, it's been my pleasure to not only have chosen the topic, so to speak, privileged to study it, but I'm really thankful I was convicted by it so that I trust my life will be what God wants it to be for his glory. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, I know subjects like this are helpful for us to, to think through, and it's good as we employ the wisdom of Scripture to, to sort out some of the details of what life is like in a modern world. But the Bible is still absolutely relevant as it guides our heart to think about and to steward some of these new ideas and new technologies well, and how do we do that? So John has helped us with that today. I want to mention that, that John gave a more full talk uh, at our 2019 conference on this subject, and we're going to post that in the notes. You can see that at, at our website. I also want to mention that if 
topics like this have been helpful to you, I want to encourage you to think about attending our annual conference this year in Sun Valley, California, because we will have over 50 breakout sessions that discuss topics just like this and much more broad on very difficult subjects and how we are to think about them biblically and wisely. And so I want to encourage you to think about attending our annual conference this year. Our annual conference this year, we are dealing with uh, spiritual warfare, issues of spiritual warfare. Our pre-conference is dealing with legal issues that we face in biblical counseling ministry. And so some very pertinent subjects that all of us deal with and could benefit from. So can I encourage you to visit our website and find out more information about our upcoming annual conference and the many breakout sessions that you could be a part of and learn from. And you can find out more information about this conference at biblicalcounseling.com.